I mean, for you, I mean, you know, you look at me, you're setting records all over the place here. First of all, I got now my label for you is the James Harden of college basketball, not just Division Two basketball, but, but but college basketball. So talk about your game, because, I mean, when you look at the fact that you shoot 89 percent from the free throw line, but more specifically, I mean, you got you got you t- you've taken more free throws right. than anybody. Right. Um, well, for me, um. I'm just I'm trying to make the the defender um, follow me as much as possible because easy but free throws is easy uh, for me. That's something I work on. So I feel like if I can get to the free throw line, I can get how faster. Uh, the faster I get to the free throw line, the um, like the, the most I I think I score, I start getting going uh, for that game. But um, for me, it's just having fun, um, trying to calm myself down and just have fun with the sport. That's 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 the main thing for me though. You were at Lock Haven, so so talk about two years at Lock Haven, where you led the team at least um, last year. You led the team in scoring. I don't, I'm not sure about your about your freshman year, but you know, sort of speak to that time at Lock Haven and, and being in the uh, in a, in another pretty good league in the PSAC. Um, I was young when I first got there, so uh, I had to I had to learn a lot. And um, had so you're not young now. I mean, I still I, I'm still young, but uh, you know, I was younger. Um, my first years in college and stuff, but yeah, I just I, I wanted to have fun with that um, and just learn as much as possible going into that season, that trans, that that uh, me transferring from from high school to um, college and just you know getting used to the the bumps and the physic the physical part of the game. But for me, I had fun. I had fun at Lockhaven, just scoring and allowing people to see that I can score the ball and stuff on a different level. So it was fun for me. Were you under recruited? I mean, how did you know why you? I mean, with the talent level you have and the way you're playing right now, most would say, and I think you can make it anywhere. It doesn't matter. But most would say, well, this, you know, he should be playing maybe at least D1 ball. Um, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, but for me, it was uh, just not really taking it serious in my my earlier years and not really taking trying to like taking school series and stuff like that so for me I had I had the schools and I had stuff like that going going into my 12th grade year schools were looking to me but I just was having trouble with the SATs and stuff like that so I had to go a different route but for me it was just trying to make the best of whatever route I had to take I, I tried to make the best of that and um just like take care of yourself. Amir Hinton is the nation's leading scorer he joins us here on from the press box to press row how did so two years at Lock Haven where you were scoring, doing good things. How do you ultimately end up at Shaw, here at Shaw? Um, well, I got my release paper. Once I figured out I was leaving um, Lock Haven, we, you know, we bounced around, talked to a lot of various schools and tried to see if I wanted to go D1 and sit out a year or how that, you know, the NCAA has, it, has their own rules. But um, for me, I wanted to play right away. So uh, I wanted to go, and if, if I knew I wanted to play right away, I wanted to go to a program that could possibly get me to the uh, next level, which is the NBA. That's my that's my higher goal for myself. And um, we got connected with the you know the coaching staff, and you know, and we just put together a plan. And here we are. We we here. We trying to make the best of it. We having fun while we here. Yeah. What what made Shaw the right fit? What why why you to your point? You probably could have had your fill of where you wanted to go. Why Shaw? Um, well. For me, it was um, really the the coach. I wanted to be coached. Like I, I wanted to be coached by a person that had experience and a person that could get me where I wanted to be again. Um, and, and I seen them play, and I kind of like the atmosphere, that how everybody's in tune with basketball in uh, North Carolina, not only North Carolina, but like down here in this down south uh, area, uh, opposed to where I came from. It was more wrestling, and you know so. At, when I came here, I kind of like what's going on and how people are really in tune to it and 
it's like a basketball state and city. So that's the main thing that really brought me down here. And it's, you know, it's a lot of different schools around. Do you like Duke? So it's, it's obviously a lot of basketball going on down here. So I really just wanted to be in a, a real basketball environment with real basketball heads to live and play at. Philly, man, talk about growing up in Philly, playing ball in Philly. It's 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 different. I mean, I know you're in college, but to your point, it's different playing up north and playing in Philly than it is playing in Raleigh. Yeah, it's way different. Um, I had it growing up. I played outside a lot. Uh, it wasn't really AAUs and, and and camps and stuff like and training camps and stuff like that. For me, it was outside on on, on concrete and um. Growing up playing in Philly was it was tough, but it was fun. I mean, it grew me to the person I am today. But it, it helped me, you know, get used to the physical part of basketball. Not only that, add some other stuff to my game, like street things to my game, and carry them over to you know uh, organized basketball. So everything I do, I say I do. I, I've learned from you know street street based basketball, and I just had to you know make some adjustments and learn as I go how to play and adjust it to the uh, organized basketball. But it was fun growing up in Philly for me playing basketball because that's all, that's all we did um, growing up was go to the park and play basketball. Yeah. What's the reason you decided to leave Lock Haven? Um, I, wanted, I wanted to explore like other things. I, don't know, I, I felt like I, I was there for a little while. It felt like a while to me. But I think it was just time for a change. It was just time for me to you know, go out and, and just play somewhere else. For me, it was just time for a change. I wanted a new environment, a new atmosphere. Um, so that, that's what really pulled me away from it. It wasn't nothing in particular about the school or about the coaching or about the team. I had fun, great coach. You know, everything was everything was great up there. But I think it was just time for a change for me to make a next another jump in my, you know, my basketball. I didn't want to wait too late. So what um what did you know, not necessarily about Shaw per se, but about the CIAA as a whole? Because, I mean, I mean, I, I, my my. You know, this is the first time we're talking, but my thing is, if it's anywhere you wanted to go, it would be a school in the CIAA because of the exposure they're on TV, and then also that CIAA tournament. Um, I did. I, I knew very little about uh, the CIAA, even the school. I mean, I knew a little bit about the school, but I didn't know so much about it to the point where it's like that's the school I wanted to go to. You know what I'm saying? So, but about the CI, I, I know I heard about the atmosphere, the exposure. Um, how intense, you know, the games is. Just from playing in it now, I see how in tune the crowd and the fans is, and even uh, playing, playing them playing on TV for the, t- uh, the tournament. That's the first time I really um, got the scene shots. They played uh, on, on televised uh, last year against, I think, Virginia Union. Yeah. And, 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 and once I seen that, it, it seemed like it was no different than a Division One uh, program, just seeing them on t- television and get, seeing the exposure they got. So I just felt like, you know, I can go there and, and probably change the change the culture or change something within like people just looking into like going to D one, you know what I'm saying, going D one and doing what they do. So that for me it's just doing something different, um, and just trying to stick and go through with it. What was your first time like? Take us through your first time playing in this gym. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, man, the game against Livingstone was off. It was crazy. Um, you know, the game against Fayetteville State was crazy, too. But your first game playing here at Spalding Gymnasium. Um, my very first game there uh, here was, I think it's Charlesbury. Yeah, it was fun. Um, at first, it was quiet. Everybody was looking, who's this kid? Who's the new kid? Um, is he as is good as it? You know, nobody really knew me. Um, they knew very little of me. But uh, once... I started going and started showing people, you know, 
I can play the game and you know stuff like that. The love, that's when the love started uh, coming and people started you know wanting to, to meet me or want to talk to me. It was it was just all love. Uh, my first game was fun. I didn't expect the atmosphere to be the way it was. Uh, I just expect you know people to come to the game and everybody you know chair and stuff. But it was. It was a great atmosphere. I, I, I think I fell in love with you know the crowd and the stuff like that about this school. My first uh, my first two games of the season. Shaw guard Amir Hinton joins us here on from the press box to press row. How do you keep a, a level your head level? Like it's got to be exciting, man. Not only to have all of this notoriety, but also you know we were here a couple of weeks ago. Golden State was in the building. You know the Brooklyn Nets were in the building. So how are you able? How do you keep uh, uh, you know your head level knowing that? you know, whether it's next year or the year after that, you know, you're going to get your shot at the NBA? Um, I just I just try to pray because I know I'm not perfect. You know, I know I'm going to have my ups and downs as a player. Every player does. Uh, might be off one day. Might something, Anything might happen, but understand that I'm going to make mistakes. But uh, I got to understand that I got to learn from my mistakes, this, like going going on this, this far, like in playing basketball because, you know, but for me it's just – trying to help my trying to keep myself calm and you know find different ways that I can keep myself calm on the court because sometimes you know some things happen on the court but just trying to find different ways to keep myself calm and um and block out all the negativity and all and, and all the things that's 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 coming that, that comes with basketball and comes with you know everything that's going on but for me it's just blocking everything out um, and if I need somebody to talk to, I talk to my family or something like that, not really trying to focus on, oh, what, what, what team's coming in today or I got to perform a certain amount of, or put up a certain amount of numbers and stuff like that. I just try to play and have fun with everything that's going on. Did you expect it to be? I mean, I know you have always been confident in your game. I, I'd expect nothing less from a Philly kid, right? But did you expect – because, again, to the point, I mean, you, you had a good season last year, but – this is on a whole nother level. So, did did uh, did you think it was going to be like this once you came here? Um, yeah, okay. I did. I mean, I, I gotta be I gotta be confident yeah. in myself. Please, I did because I I put in a lot of work. This part is one of my my best summers of playing basketball. As far as working out, weight room, waking up every day at six o'clock in the morning, running on the track, just different things like that. This is probably my best summer with that. So. I felt like I had no choice to, to carry over because I, I I put in so I put in the work prior to the season, but some stuff going on doesn't surprise me. I, I can't say yeah, but some stuff does because it's like because I don't really pay attention sometimes. I I don't know until after the game or when some when somebody tell me. But yeah, I, I expect uh, a lot of stuff that's going on because I, I keep myself to a, a whole higher like goals and I put I weigh on myself a lot about you know uh, performing and doing what I gotta do. So, you know, yeah. Your coach, I mean, I've known Joel for, for many years, and before I had a chance to see you play and you were putting up these 52 points here, 49 points there, you were putting up all these numbers. On Twitter, he said that Amir Hinton is a once-in-a-generation player. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I mean, he coached Flip Murray, he coached Tracy McGrady, right? So what, is, what does that mean to, to hear a coach like that, even though he's your coach, say that about you? Who coached and and a hall, pro basketball hall of famer, and then a player that had a really good NBA career. Um, it means a lot, actually, because he he's seen and been through a lot of professionals and everything, everything with basketball that you know people can think of. He's some form been through that with the professionals and stuff like that. So for him to compare me to a certain player, even or even 
give me a good compliment, that's great for me. Um, that gives me confidence, that uplifts me. Um, but that also tells me that he see, he believes in me, he trusts me, he sees something, he sees something in me that he didn't see in another player or, or such. So that's it's good for me. It's actually great for me um, that he's that, that he's giving me that notoriety on on that stage. But yeah, that's good for me. That's good for me. Easy the easy comparison when you when you think about you is to Flip Murray. He's from Philly. He played here, did a lot of really great things in two years. Led this uh, program to the CIAA championship back in two thousand two. How much did you know? Really know about? I mean, you were young, much younger, obviously, than Flip. But what did you know about Flip, and what does that kind of comparison mean to you? Oh, uh, I knew he was a hard-nosed player. Tough, from Philly, right? Philly, yeah, tough. Uh, I actually watched him play a couple times growing up in different summer leagues in the neighborhood um but i knew he, he, he just he's not scared of nothing on the court he shows that he should he, he showed that he's not scared I actually looked went back and looked at certain stuff like film stuff he showed that he wasn't scared on the court um i don't know you got he got that kind of like that grit and just dog to him um so if, to be honest if i say one thing that i i'm kind of taking from it is you gotta have that dog you gotta have that dog mentality that you want to go get it and that's that's something he had so that's, yeah. What about this free throw thing, man? Like, when I look at the D2 stats, you're like 40 free throws in terms of attempts ahead of the next guy. You're shooting 80. I mean, to me, you know, typically on the college level, it's not like officials know players per se, but they you, you, get, some, you get some calls. So talk about that. You're averaging, and that's partly why I call you the James Harden of, of college basketball, in excess of 13 free throw attempts per game. Right. Um, in the gym, I just was in the gym last <laughs> night working on different things, like how I can, you know, trick the defense into following me because it makes it so easy. It makes the game so easier for me and for the and for my teammates. Like, you know, get, we get a rest when I'm at the line. I, I think about that. You get a rest when you're at the line, so you get to, you know, calm yourself down. Uh, you get to slow the game down. The clock is not moving, especially if you're down in whatever situation the game is in. But... For me, um, getting to the line is important for me. And, and, and once I get to the line, I got to knock them down because, you know, it's free throws. But once I seen how, how, how many times I was getting to the line, I was kind of impressed with myself because my last two years in Lockheed, I didn't even get to the line. I mean, I got to the line, but not that much. Like, I probably shot like 200-something free throws already. But right. that's, that's, that's big for me going into the season because I told myself, you know, you want to get going early. You need to get. You need to get to the line. If, if your jump shot not falling, if stuff, if stuff not going for you, but that's it's big for me. Like I'm, that's actually an accomplishment that I had on my 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 list, just getting going and getting to the line. So now that now that I see I can, you know, get that part of my game going. Now we're just trying to keep, you know, uh, exploring different like options and stuff I could do to try to keep getting to the line as much as I can. 32 free throws in one game come on that's crazy yeah yeah that, no that is great <laughs> that, that's that's crazy because i i didn't even know you know i'm just playing it sometimes so i'm not even i'm just going to the line i'm not even like thinking like well this is the 12 this is my 12th time going to the line this third you know so right once the end of the game comes somebody came up to me like man you shot or a ref actually said you know you shot 30 what ref the ref that was calling your game man i don't man i don't know but a ref <laughs> A ref said it. I said, I said in my head, wow, man, I, I shot. That's a lot of free throws to get to the line. So it was basically like I was just at the line the whole night. So that was great for me. Whoever, whatever ref called that game, <laughs> I need to find out because we need him to ref the next couple games. <laughs> 
So also for you, what are some of the things you feel like you can improve on in your game? Um, staying calm. Sometimes I'm so I'm so I'm such of a passionate player. Sometimes I'm overly passionate. Um, for me, I'm just working on just keep learning how to stay composed. You know, stay stay focused and just stay you know stay level headed. And uh, far as on the court go, just keep tweaking and keep and keep um, doing different things in my game and keep learning, trying to elevate my game. You know. My shot, seeing what things I have to work on, my shot, footwork, just different stuff. Everything, every aspect in the game I want to keep um, getting better at. But for me, it's really keeping my head on, you know, while everything is going on in this process. Cause I know it's going to be, I know it's a little tough with everything going on, but just keeping my head straight and, and, and knowing that I got to have fun because it's, everybody don't get this opportunity and this could be taken away from me tomorrow. So I got to just enjoy it while it's here. You seem to, you know, sort of have a plan and have things calculated. So is is this could this be a situation where Amir Hinton plays three years of college basketball and moves on? Um, yes, absolutely. I, I I'm, I'm confident. In, I'm, I have confidence in myself and and my coaching staff and, and you know everybody that's around me that's you know trying to get this thing going. But I'm confident. Um, I think I think um, I could do something that hasn't been done in a long time. But it's up to me. And I understand that. Like, I understand it's up to me. I understand every action, everything I, I do is up to me to, uh, from, from this point on to get myself to the next level. But I really I really do believe that uh, we could I, I could do something that hasn't been done in a long time. I really do. So do you feel like um, that um, – is there a scenario where you may come back for another year here, Sean? Um, at this point right now, no. Um, I feel like I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I'm real religious. So I don't know if it's got, I don't know if it's just my calling. Cause I, I don't know, but I just feel like it's, it's time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's time. It's just up to me to put the work in and up to me to get up and up to me to work out and up to me to do like do these little things. That's going to help me get to the next level. But for me, yeah, I got a great support system. Everything around me is, everybody supports me. I got a, my family, everybody. So I just feel like it's just up, it's just up to me. Um, I don't, I just don't think I should wait right, right now. You know, I went, I set out a year. You know, I, I did that, I did that whole thing, set out a year. Couldn't go to the, my dream school. You know, it's just a lot of stuff that happened. But I think it's just time for me. I think it's time. Any, any, uh, like whether famous players, uh, NBA guys, anybody that's, you know, hit you up on Twitter and said, man, we're, you know, I've seen what you've done or man, you shot 32 free throws in a game or any, anything like that. Are, we, are you even on Twitter? Um, nah, nah. <laughs> that's the first question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on, I'm, I'm on like Instagram here and there, uh, yeah. but Twitter, I don't, I don't, know, I don't really want to have every social media. It's kind of distraction, but, um, I talk. I got some advice from Tracy McGrady. He gave yeah. me some good advice, some some great advice actually. Just telling me different things, how you know, doing the process, what, what they looking for, just different stuff. I asked him a couple questions, and he he, was, he answered them with open arms. So, um, just players like him, Al Harrington. He 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 gave me a call. He just gave me some some advice and stuff like that. Uh, it's a couple a couple players and people that really that's really into the you know the game into that 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 category, but. They gave me a lot of good advice, so I'm just taking it all in. A couple of more thoughts. The, the, just uh, do you are you able to? Well, I guess you're not able to get home per se, but do you sort of sort of miss Philly? Because even when you were at, um, you know, up north, uh, yeah, you you were you were home, right? Um, yeah, Lock Haven. 
I was three hours, three hours away. That's not bad, but it's middle of nowhere, mountains, cold and stuff like that. But being down here, um, sometimes I miss home. Nothing like home, but I understand I'm I'm on a mission right now, so I gotta sacrifice something. I'ma see home, home ain't going nowhere. It'll be there when I, you know, when everything unfolds. But I miss I miss I miss my family more than anything. But right now they understand. They call me every day, check on me, make sure I'm okay. And, my mom, she even flies out here, here and there, get to a game, my sisters and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm away from home, but I'm I'm really not. And you know, I'm getting to like I'm. It's not like I'm I'm out here by myself. You get what I'm saying? So, but yeah, being away from home, it was tough at first. At first, coming down here was real tough. It was I, I wanted to be home because it's like I'm so far. I don't know nobody, stuff like that. But I got used to it. I adjusted. So everything's fine now. And where'd you where'd you go to high school? Uh, Abington, Abington Senior Senior High School. Uh, in Willow Grove area. Yep. All right, Amir Hinton joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row, averaging 31.5 points per game, also shooting in ex- at right about 89% uh, from the free throw line. Amir, we appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. No problem. Thanks for having me.